Hey everybody and welcome to episode 24 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So welcome guys, episode 24 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Today... We are going to be talking about prolotherapy, but well, and also platelet-rich plasma (PRP). But before we get to that, I just want to say um, had some great, great feedback from the episode with Lenny Gao and uh, all about the Vitamax, which has been brilliant. People need like to know recipes and the different dips in their soups, movies, etc. are really good. And there's a link um, back on that site for the, the recipes that we talked to. He gave us a personal link with um, a password, which is thanks. So click on that if you want the recipes. Also, guys, as always, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co if you want to join our free four-day Total Gut Revival program. It's been getting some brilliant traction, people moving in and out of the group, getting great results, changing the way they're eating, and then at the end of it, if you have got a chronic issue that you want to deal with, then there's always the option to come onto one of our our programs but this free four-day course is literally people have told me it's just changed just changing their their perspective it's even changing their lives instead of just completely open their mind to a whole different way of doing things which is absolutely fantastic so as always head on over to uh, www.reviveyourself.co and you'll be able to find that four-day course there also to follow us on instagram it's revive underscore yourself and we've got our Facebook page, which is Revive Yourself Health. Um, I think it's Revive Yourself Health or Natural Health on Facebook. So you can find us there as well. So, guys, today's episode, just going to go into it, it's with Dr. Annie Savage and Megan Major from the Bay Wellness Center, all about prolotherapy and PRP. Now, prolotherapy, we're going to talk, we're going into it obviously on the show, but prolotherapy is a it's, it's pretty it's been around for hundreds of years but it's getting more and more traction now and it's a different way of dealing with chronic um injuries when it comes to you know, back injuries shoulder injuries knee injuries and it's a way of actually causing acute inflammation to an area it's pro-inflammation so it goes against the mainstream um of taking anti-inflammatories around the area and it taps into the individual's own healing system um which is a completely different way of going about things and people have getting been getting phenomenal results with this so without any further ado here the guys are and if you've been dealing with a chronic knee issue elbow injury shoulder injury something like that then this episode's just for you okay guys here they are and i'll see you on the other side welcome guys how are you today we're good, good how, how are you? you yeah perfect how's the weather over there not bad. It's nice. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty hot. It's pretty hot, yeah. It's been all right over here, actually. It's, it's not bad. It's always it always feels like a better day when the weather, the sun's shining, etc. So, guys, just if you could just tell um, our listeners in the UK, because not well, actually, we go first. I want to a little bit about your story, but not many of them would have heard of prolotherapy or PRP and what it can do and the benefits behind it. But um, 
you guys, you just opened the Bay, the Bay Wellness Center. Um, I think it was in 2016. And just just tell us a little bit about your journeys into into how you got into wellness, etc. Um, sure. We both we actually met in medical school down in Arizona. And Megan's dad is a dentist, and he was moving his office into a new space. So he was kind enough to save us part of his space. So basically, Megan had uh, the opportunity to open up a practice, and she just asked me to come along for the ride and said, hey, come move to Vancouver and open up a business. And I said, okay. So <laughs> in second year, we started our uh, business planning, and it kind of went from there, and we opened um, in February, yeah. Yeah, and and you, I'm just getting it up here, guys. It's the, it's www.baywellnesscenter.com for any of you that want to have a look around, or because you guys you do do um, online appointments, right? You do do appointment by Skype as well. You can see people out of town, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So when you, I've got a, a little bit. I think um, Megan, your your story is a little bit more conventional. Is that correct? And you went through the process, you, you graduated in well, didn't, 2012, I think it was, is that correct? And yeah. um, you went, went through the process. Annie, I think in, in your bio, it's, you, talk, you talk a little bit about that you had health issues, uh, migraines, etc., and it sort of meant you realised that Western medicine wasn't, what, well, wasn't the way you wanted to go. Um, just talk us a little bit through that and, and what led you to well, going down the path of um, alternative medicine, really. Um, sure. I well, I was wanting to be a doctor when I was little, um, so I did my undergraduate degree in biology and nutrition, but I really didn't like it. I didn't enjoy any of the biology side or the labs, um, and I realized I kind of dreaded going to the doctor. I had persistent migraines, and whenever I went, they just wanted to give me a pill to take every day, and I just didn't like the idea of that. I wanted to know why I was getting headaches in the first place. So I just started to do my own research, and I looked into a lot of nutrition, um, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, and I just discovered what naturopathic medicine was that way. I actually had no idea that it even existed um, until I literally just came across it through research, and I was amazed by it and thought, that's exactly what I want to do. So from there, I worked with a naturopath just as her assistant for about a year, before um, I was able to go to school. So I had the experience of working on the business side of it a little bit and just watching her and seeing what we could do um, as physicians in that um, kind of non-conventional way. No, awesome. Uh, I think when, like a lot of people, get into the natural health or the alternative side of things, m- many of them... Um, if I had. Have you, have you guys heard Doug Kaufman before? Have you heard of him? No, I don't think so. Um, I just had him on the other day. He's um, he goes around lecturing um, oncologists, etc., all about fungus and parasites, etc. But he said he first got into it as well because he was scratching his own itch. He had a problem with fungus and, and parasites, and then he get into it. A lot of lot of people in our industry generally have been through their own setbacks. And I think you mentioned a book called Total Health: The Chinese Way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. What did that that book open you up to a whole uh, a whole new way of of I mean Chinese uh, alternative or Chinese medicine etc. Is that sort of dug dug into and opened up your eyes to a different way of thinking about things? It did. It talked a lot about uh, well in the Chinese theory of hot and cold things and just eating a warm breakfast. What that difference can do for someone who's cold all the time. Things like that that were just I found really interesting and very simple and small changes that made a big difference. Oh, awesome. 
And, and Megan, you did you have any any health issues yourself, or was you basically getting into this into the health industry because your dad, as you said, owned his own dental practice? Um, mine was kind of a combo of the two. So when I originally started my undergrad, um, similar story to Annie, I was doing uh, molecular biology and biochem. So I was going into uh, the sciences thinking I would go into dentistry, basically just following the footsteps. Um, when it came down to it and applying for dental school and finishing off, you know, five years of school, I really wasn't feeling well and um, no migraines, nothing like that, but just my mood was completely off. I didn't feel like myself anymore. Um, and I'm not sure if my mom would want me to share this, but at the same time she was going through menopause. And so she was seeing um, a female doctor. She was conventional but was helping her with her hormones. So my mom basically told me um, to go in and see her. Um, I was thinking more on the lines of stuff was going on with like depression, that kind of thing. And she basically did a cortisol test, kind of referred me to a naturopath. We worked on my hormones. And um, that next year when I kind of discovered naturopathic medicine, I'd already been into nutrition, that kind of thing. I was like, where has this field been my whole life? It just combined a lot of the sciences that I loved. It combined nutrition that I love. Um, and it just looked at things a little bit different that I wasn't used to because I was brought up in that conventional sense, but it made such a difference in my life. And I just knew that that's kind of what I wanted to do at that point. No, that's awesome. It's, uh, it's one of the things that I think a lot of people, once they sort of find uh, the alternative route, they're actually amazed that they didn't even know about it before. Uh, and then it opens up all these different avenues that they're like, it's almost like I always refer to it as um, the scene in the matrix where he says you can take the red pill, the blue pill. And once you take that pill, you realize how far the rabbit hole goes and it sort of like opens up these different avenues and everyone's like, where is it? Because just generally you don't come across it unless you probably do have one of your own problems and then the conventional medicine doesn't work. So then you have to try and find the alternative route. Um, and once you do it, it's amazing what you can find. So, you guys obviously deal with, as you mentioned there, you deal with a lot of uh, health issues. You don't just, you're not just dealing with the stuff that we're talking about today. Um, so you, you see people for a whole host of things. But the reason that I really want to get you two on today is because, because you deal, well, you've been dealing with prototherapy and PR, um, PRP. And it's something that I think more people need to know about. Um, when I've heard it, heard it explained before, it's really fascinating, and it's dealing with lots of different injuries um, in a way that isn't as invasive as going in for surgery. So, for just for the audience out there, what is prolotherapy and PRP? Uh, well, prolotherapy is uh, and PRP actually are both ways that we can induce the body's own healing cascade. So just like if you were to fall and scrape your knee, your body sends all these signals to say, we need to go repair that area and rebuild new skin. Um, so prolotherapy is a sugar-based substance mixed with an anesthetic and some B vitamins, so it's nutritive. And we inject that solution over the area of injury. So that can be like a chronic sprain or strain. It can be an area of osteoarthritis, an area of chronic pain that just can't be explained. And what happens is a, a local inflammation happens when we inject that solution and it causes that same healing reaction for the body. So tendons and ligaments don't have a very good blood supply. So that's why they're, it's so difficult for them to heal on their own. Allowing that healing cascade to go exactly where we want it um, allows the healing to happen a lot faster. Yeah. And so, I mean, it sort of flies in, in the face of conventional treatments, right? Because most conventional treatments... Um, when it comes to so you mentioned there well, we'll get into that in a minute we meant, you mentioned there um, 
arthritis and tendons and ligaments. So I've seen people have this and I've heard about people having this for even ACL injuries and shoulder injuries, for example. Um, have, you, have you worked on them? I'm guessing you have. Yeah. Yeah. And how, what would you say compared to someone who goes in and gets surgery for their or knee reconstruction or they get surgery for their knee or their shoulder or, their, or even their elbow, etc.? What would you say the recovery rate is like compared to prolotherapy? Well, prolo and PRP, obviously, there's a lot um, less downtime. You're not um, out of the game completely when we do these injections. Um, we usually even say with the prolo that you can kind of go back to normal activity within that week. You actually want that movement in that joint to help with the healing cascade. Um, obviously, we don't want you, if it's a shoulder injury, going and, you know, lifting a bunch of heavy, heavy weights, but we do want mobility in that shoulder. So it's not like you're bedridden or anything like that. Um, so that's a big difference there. Um, well, we're also not doing a systemic anesthetic. So your body doesn't have to recover from that on top of just the injection. Oh, yeah. There's also no incision. So it's just, it's a lot less invasive and a lot less, um, I guess, damaging to the body. In the way that surgery can be. So instead of putting someone under, as you say, anesthetic, wiping out a gut flora, obviously having to deal from the cut, you guys are going in, but you're injecting straight into the site of, of information or straight into the point of where the injury is based. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And is there any level of tear or rupture or anything that you ca- it can't it can't heal? Is there different levels, or is it only with minor heals, etc., that prolotherapy and PRP work? Um, PRP would be the the solution you use when you're doing a tear. So if you tore your rotator cuff, it would be a better idea to start with PRP rather than prolotherapy, just because PRP is your own cells and it contains those growth factors and proteins already. So you can put those right to the site, whereas prolotherapy doesn't contain those because it's it's not your own blood product, whereas PRP is. I basically say to patients that, you know, if there's something very, very chronic or a large tear where they have imaging, that kind of thing, it's best to go to the PRP first. Um, It's kind of the next step above the prolotherapy. A lot of the times we do start with the prolo, but if we know that there's something uh, a little bit more extreme going on, we'll go straight to the PRP. Probably should just tell the audience what um, PRP is. <laughs> it's uh, so if you can go ahead, but it's platelet-rich plasma. So it's basically um, drawing out your own blood. Is that correct? And then it goes through. What is the system you, you use um, before you put it back in? We spin it down in a centrifuge, which then separates the components of the blood. So there's three components to your blood. There's your red blood cells, your white blood cells, and then your platelets or your plasma. We get rid of the red and the white, um, and we use that plasma that's um, full of, like Annie said, the um, cytokines, growth factors, everything needed for that um, cell regeneration, and that's what we're injecting back into the site. Right, and it releases your own growth factors, is that correct? Yeah. Yep. And it's like having a concentrated version of your blood going back into the site that you said that doesn't really have much um, blood flow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, so there's no if someone had an unhappy triad and they and they'd done all the knee, you you still is there anyone that will come to you and you say you know what this I, I'd recommend surgery or would you always say you know I think we can get this right by by doing PRP. Well, it also depends um, on the the health state of the person. So we need people to be in a a generally healthy state because you're you're only as healthy as your blood. So that makes a big difference for us as well. We want people to be on a good protein, like high protein diet, um, drinking lots of water and 
generally healthy so that they can actually heal. Um, we may have people start kind of a nutrition program or IVs just so we can get them in a better place so that the injections actually will work better. Um, I don't know that there's a situation that either of us had says, no, go have surgery, but we may just, we maybe haven't encountered that yet. Okay. And I was just wondering, because obviously I'm just going to be playing devil's advocate here. I, I've seen how good this can be. Um, but for people out there thinking, well, how can, I mean, how can injecting into the site um, be as, for example, when they go in and they, and they have surgery and they reconnect and they put it, how can just injecting back into the site be as good as, as going in and actually correcting it straight away? Um, it's just, it's a lot of people, it's going to seem like, hmm, has, is that going to make sense? So, as I said before, before so for example, a recovery rate for a, a proper knee injury can, can range from anywhere from three to six months. If someone did come in with a really bad shoulder tear or an ACL injury, from the time they come in, to the time they get back on the field plan, would it be a similar sort of rate of recovery, or is it less less time? What what's generally the uh, the time scale there? Um, that depends again on kind of what's going on. If you're coming in at a fairly acute phase, you know we can get them get them feeling really good fast. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, if something is more chronic, it takes obviously a few more sessions. Um, it's very dependent on obviously many factors, like Annie mentioned, the health of the person. Um, kind of how extreme the case is, how chronic it is. Um, But in between each session, there's very minimal downtime, if any at all. So, I mean, that is obviously where it really differs from surgery. Um, But, you know, we've had people come in with pretty chronic stuff and a a few rounds of prolotherapy can get them feeling perfect again. So it it just depends. Other ones need a few more, others need less. So it's hard to to put a number on it um, just because everybody's body is very different. Yeah, obviously, yeah. That's, that's great. So, is there any is there any risk to prolotherapy or PRP? There are some risks because you are injecting. So, there's always a risk of infection when you're injecting anything through the skin. Um, there's less risk for um, a reaction if you're using PRP because it is your own blood. Um, with prolotherapy, we do want to make sure they have no allergies to any of the anesthetics that are typically used. Um, those are the main risks. And occasionally you can cause a flare of pain. I don't think either of us have actually seen that in practice yet. Um, but it is possible to actually flare up and cause more pain rather than um, the healing. And those people are just very sensitive or in very chronic pain state. Right. So when you um, so you mentioned, obviously, the PRP is your own blood. Uh, you mentioned just uh, briefly before, what is in the... Cause I have seen and I've researched and people are using so, um, different solutions for prolotherapy. There's a, the basic one you, you mentioned is uh, water and sugar solution, is that correct? Yeah, so it's saline, um, dextrose, which is your sugar solution. A lot of the times we'll put in B vitamins, nutritives, mm-hmm. um, and then some sort of anesthetic as well. Right. There are some different um, solutions going around. I think there's like Chinese herbs and etc. Is is your the one you use? Just very basic. Is is that is that what you use? That that's correct, and we yeah. see great results with it. So we haven't played around with it too much. Um, we did a little bit when we were both in clinical. Uh, practice in school just because we had our mentors there but what we use now seems to get the job done so we, we kind of just stick with it have you ever used it yourselves yeah yeah, <laughs> Both of us, yeah. yeah. whereabouts 
Um, I have a hamstring thing going on currently. So Annie's been treating me for that and um, it's doing great things. So it's hard when you're in the scene all the time to kind of motivate yourself to do it because I don't know, I feel like doctors are usually the worst patients, but um, as soon as I do it, I'm like, what, what have I been doing? It's like, obviously <laughs> we have these tools at our disposal and we know how good they work. So I've done it. Um, I'm a runner. So I have, um, currently I have the hamstring going on, but my first um, injections was for my hip. I've had a lot of hip issues just from doing uh, long distance and it's, my hips are perfect now. So. Oh, awesome. And yourself, Annie? Um, I have a chronic left shoulder injury that flares up occasionally. It's actually been good for the last year or so, so I haven't had it done in a while. But when we learn these injections, we actually do practice on each other in the, the small group setting that you're learning in. So we've actually both had every joint injected. Um, so we also know what it feels like. <laughs> it just I'll just say that if you've been through it yourself and you can um, test for it working, then that's brilliant. So also... I'll go, I'm going to go here because is there any benefit in, in injecting for preventive rather than for um, regeneration? Um, I don't think so. Uh, we've never learned or heard of using it preventatively for anything. No. As in, so to make the tendons and ligaments stronger, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do PRP, for example, just to make sure there's no tear ever occurs? I don't think so. I mean, it's um, a good question. We, have, we haven't come across it. I think there's, you know, it's not covered under the medical system, so there is a price to be paid. So we haven't had anyone come through the door with that. The only one example I can think of is I had one patient who um, had some stuff going on, and he came in for an injection, and he came back and was like, I don't know what you injected me with that, but it seemed like magic, and I want another one. And I was like, well, are you still feeling pain? <laughs> and he was like, no, I just want to get ahead of it. And I was like, I mean, it's a sugar-based solution. It's not going to do anything negative in you, so let's go for it. But um, yeah, so he's kind of the only one who's ever requested that, but most yeah. people don't come in. I know That's just medicine in general. We don't get a lot of people coming in unless something is going wrong, right? So... I was just thinking ahead of the game a little bit for people like athletes, etc. who just don't want to get injured and they may be thinking, well, we're, uh, we're doing all these things for nutrition and maybe they're on I, I, um, IVs, etc. They might be thinking, well, let's take away some of the chances of me getting a knee ligament injury or shoulder injury and just, just go for it. Um, I reckon that could be a, a thing to come in the future with you guys because, I mean, athletes, with it, especially professional athletes, um, they're getting paid so much money. Any time off the, off the uh, off the field, etc., it just takes takes a lot out of, out of them, especially mentally. So anything that you can give them, that's going to they think they're bulletproof. I don't know. You know what athletes are like. It could be something that happens in the future. So you talked about it before. You actually mentioned that when you're injecting in the site, it's giving a pro-inflammation response. Correct. Yeah. Right. So this is just me trying to explain this for myself because I'm obviously not as clever as a doctor and for the audience out there. For everything else, when everyone gets an injury, even they, whether they, if they get an acute injury, especially if they damage their shoulder, they, they, they twist their knee, their ankle, etc., everyone goes, well, you've got to ice that, you've got to get that, the inflammation down. They're then given anti-inflammatories um, and if you are go to the doctor, they're even giving you steroids. Um, and, and steroids are... Um, they're um, neurocotic, so they actually destroy tissues. So, I mean, go for it if you want, but not in my, not in my opinion. But so, always, all the, all the conventional method is anti-inflammatory, whereas this is pro-inflammatory. So it goes against the mainstream. So, can you just explain how that works? Or why, so, why does it work? Yeah. 
Yeah, so things like um, steroids, that kind of thing that inhibit the inflammation, um, the issue with that is like you said, it does destroy tissue, but also your body is able to adapt to that. And so what we find is a lot of people will start with cortisol um, shots and they work for a couple months and then after a while they don't get any relief from them. Whereas what we're doing is actually repairing that tissue. So when you're using the prolotherapy, when you're using the PRP solution, we're creating that localized inflammation um, basically to create regrowth of that tissue. So so your tendons and ligaments, um, like Annie mentioned before, have really poor blood supply. They can heal on their own, but we all know when we get those strains and strains, it takes a really long time. And that's just because um, you can't get those growth factors as quick as you need to get there um, for that healing cascade, whereas we're injecting them right into that side. So it just speeds things up. It repairs those micro tears, that stretching. A lot of chronic pain comes from um, basically that instability of the joint when that tendon is not at its full capacity. So the muscles around it kind of have to compensate. So when people have shoulder pain or knee pain and they're feeling it, you know, in their muscles, it's really at the level of that ligament. So as soon as we can heal up that lig ligament and tighten that infrastructure of that joint, um, it takes a lot of the pain off of the site of the muscles and, and the grinding of those joints and that kind of thing. Right. So if someone was to get injured, um, doing whatever it is, maybe twist a knee, ankle, whatever they do, tear a knee, would you tell them to take anti-inflammatories to start with or would you say that we don't want that to be in your body, we want to go with the pro-inflammation method? What, what would be the, what is your general protocol from injury through to treatment? Well, we don't want to um, cause more inflammation when they're in that healing phase already. So we wouldn't do the injections right away. Um, if they can avoid anti-inflammatories just to allow their body to actually try and heal because the pain symptoms that they're feeling are like alarm codes and conventional medicine and kind of, it seems like the way our world works right now is to just shut that down. But we look to more, we want to listen to those symptoms and see what's going on. So if we can allow the body to start to heal on its own and then get them out of that acute pain phase and then do the injections, we have a better chance of getting them to heal. Right. So even, so for example, when we talk about inflammation and it's chronic, that's very different. You want to get chronic inflammation down, but when it's acute, you, you don't actually mind that acute inflammation. You feel like the body's actually trying to heal itself there. Right. Exactly. And even with kind of um, the whole thing of, you know, you sprain your ankle and you use ice on it, that's becoming a little bit more dated in itself because that, that cold effect is creating that vasoconstriction, which is inhibiting that inflammation. Um, now it's more on the line of thought of doing that alternating hot and cold because we're wanting to get that blood, blood to that area of injury. So it kind of falls under that same principle. We, we need that healing cascade to repair that tissue. So we don't want to inhibit it completely. Right, and some some people, I think, yeah, I've I've listened to quite a few a few of these the talks on this. It's very interesting. I've heard people say, right, for the first ten minutes after an injury, you can put ice on it if you want because it's just going to relieve some of the pain. It's just for the pain. But other than that, as you said, either heat or hot and cold because, um, as you say, it restricts the uh, dio. Di what was the word you used? Vasoconstriction, just just constricting the blood. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so so generally, you'd want people just to let the body sort of take care of itself and 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 let it heal that way. And then from if it's people have to wait for the swelling to go down before they get the the injection. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so there would be no. So it has to be, generally that's about it can be anything from three to five days if you get quite a bad, uh, bad anything that you can tell people to do to to reduce that swelling naturally. So they say someone what had got injured and they were like, well, I really want to get this done. 
um, I don't really want to have to wait the four or five days. Is there anything naturally people can be doing to reduce that inflammation? Yeah, they can. Um, so if it's an ankle, they can elevate it so that the blood is going back to their heart. And then, as Megan said, doing the hot and cold alternating acts like a pump. So the blood goes in and out faster. That will reduce the swelling as well. Um, you can do kind of tensor bands that will force it to um, go down a little bit. And there's also flossing of the joint. So just basic small movements are actually good for it to, again, keep that blood moving. Awesome. Just like tensing sort of thing. Yeah. And obviously, if guys are looking at an anti-inflammatory diet, for example, or if you go on an anti-inflammatory diet, it's going to really help you um, take that, obviously, chronic inflammation down, sort of superfoods, anything like that, it's going to be effective. I think natural anti-inflammatory things like fish oils, blueberries, greens, chlorophyll, etc. But, so, Megan, you mentioned that um, you actually, once you get the injection, you actually want to start getting some movement in and around that joint or around that, around that part of the body. Um, would that be full range of movement? How, how long are you looking for full range of movement to probably occur after you've had an injection? I suppose it depends on how bad the, the injury is. Exactly. Like after I do the injections, I always send my patients home with um, basically some pretty basic stretches and strengthening movements. Um, I use that in conjunction with my, um, with my injections or if they're seeing um, a physiotherapist at the same time, I just feel like it makes things move along quite a bit faster. You don't wanna be holding that joint um, stable, like Annie said, even when it's an acute sprain or strain, that mobility really helps with the blood flow. So you wanna be keeping that joint in motion. You wanna help that inflammation. Um, again, you don't wanna be doing anything too extreme. I don't wanna be injecting your hip and you running a marathon the next day, but we do want some range of motion. We do want some strengthening activities. And again, that's just when it's paired with the uh, injections, it, it just moves things along faster. And and how long, how many, for example, if someone comes to see you and uh, it depends on what they needed, if it was prolotherapy, you said uh, it's a bit, little bit uh, less of an injury, P PRP, um, if it's a bit more severe, a bit more serious, What? how long are the courses for this? I mean, do things generally, is it done in two weeks, is it a six-week course, or does it all depend on the severity of the injury? It depends on the severity. Um, with the prolotherapy, we actually space it out a little bit differently than the PRP. Um, we usually do our first injection followed up by one week. We do a second one. Um, the reason we do that is because we find that, you know, those, those first two days when we have that healing cascade, um, that joint feels nice and tight. And that's because um, the solution has a bit of an astringing effect that wears off. And we find that that pain starts to kind of pain or tightness or discomfort, whatever it is, starts to return kind of on that fourth and fifth day. So we like to hit it at that one week mark again. After that, we space it out to two weeks and then three weeks. So we basically just want to stay on top of it. Um, I know other people do it differently. They'll do it every three weeks, but we just find that method works the best. And then with the PRP, we space it out about every month. We're working with that cell regeneration, which takes about 21 days. So we hit it one time and then we wait a month till we do the second set of injections and whether or not they know, you know, they need three or more um, depends on the severity of the situation. And same with the prolo. Some people get their first one done and they're like, I have a robotic arm now, whereas other people <laughs> need a few more rounds of it. So, so the, with the PRP, you say it takes about 21 days to get that full reaction. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So that, that's just putting the, obviously the plasma in it. So it takes that long for the body to, um, to actually get the need need the next influx, but during that time, when you, when you people come to see you or people see you online or whatever it is, you give them obviously you mentioned you give them exercises to go away. But during during that time, if you if it's a uh, twenty one days, it's quite a long period. 
would they be able to like slowly build up the exercises they're doing? Would they get more intense, or would you just say, right, during this first twenty-one day period, for example, we're going to be we're going to relax a little bit and just let your body take care of itself? I usually kind of say for about you know the first at least the first few days, um, you know, up to a week, don't be going back to your full strength capacity, that kind of thing. But after that, yeah, it's fair game. There's really very minimal downtime, and the other thing is we work a lot with athletes. It's hard to get them to stop completely, so I try to be realistic with that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, would they be wearing things like knee braces, shoulder shoulder braces, things like that, or would you just let the body go? Let the body go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like because- I said. Yeah, mobility. Yeah, if, you if it's confusing yeah. forever, then then you know stick stick with your routine. We don't want to do anything crazy or um, extremely different. But like we said before, that mobility definitely helps with it. Yeah, just because if you see, for example, an athlete, um, generally they'll they'll get a surgery or anything they've they've had that they've been in a sling or they might be in a knee brace for quite a while. They're not not really meant to move it. It's meant to stay pretty straight. You know why everything where everything take, takes care of itself or heals. So in in this um, in this example, you'd be looking for them actually to try and put weight on it, try and keep keep the muscles quite quite um, tense in on and off, just to get that movement around. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's a very different way of going about things, as you can imagine. And people will be thinking, well, have I? Well, I, if I've got a tear in there, and then they've injected me with, with with these solutions, but will my will my ligament be strong enough to actually hold myself up? Would I? Would I? Would, am I going to risk damaging myself further? Yeah, um, it's the body can just heal itself. As it's kind of amazing. There's some statistic that people over 80 or 85, 85% of them have a rotator cuff tear and they've never noticed. So it's interesting that what you can live with and what your body can sustain, that goes for knee injuries as well. Unless you're an elite athlete, you can walk around with an ACL tear pretty fine. You know, you won't be in pain after about three weeks. Your body just adapts to it. Right, really, okay. And and you can walk around on it, but if you were to play sport on it, then I'd say you'd be risking yourself even further. But during this time, if someone was come come to you guys, for example, and they had an ACL tear and they've been getting injections, um, that full range of movement, you'd you'd be happy for them just to, to go about their business. Maybe not play sport, but you'd be happy for them to to walk, maybe squat, lunge, maybe. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. So we, we obviously you don't want to be pushing yourself too hard. We're not trying to re-injure yourself. And I think that can sometimes be a lot of the issue with athletes is they don't necessarily take the time off that's necessary. Everything is within reason. Um, Like I said, we don't want you going absolutely insane with what you're doing. We are still trying to support the body in that healing cascade, but there's definitely no downtime in that you have to completely stay away from the things that you enjoy doing yeah well I, i'm also thinking it's just for the, like the weekend warriors out there and just people that are playing normal sport right like if, if someone goes and they injure their their shoulder playing sport or their knee or hip or whatever it is ankle um and they go to the the, the doctors and they get to say they need surgery for example they've got to be in a sling or a cast or whatever it is is for however long that then affects their work as well Whereas yeah. the, the the example you're you're telling us and the, and the, what you're giving us is well you don't need to have that you can have these injections you can still use your shoulder your arm etc maybe not to the full extent of playing sport at the moment but you will later on but it's going to mean they can perform all their daily tasks without being on crutches and without being in a 
in a boot, for example, and that that must be pretty good news to your patients. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's another thing, guys. If I was to look into this, uh, look into prototherapy and PRP, because it's just going to mean that you're going to be able to go about your daily life without the restrictions of. I mean, anyone who's had knee injury, I have, and had to, and gone through it, and uh, ankle injury, shoulder injuries, have to, you have to wear a sling. It can be extremely not just um, debilitating in terms of your daily life, but then you've got even showering, washing can be a, be a right nightmare. So anything that takes away that. It's going to be great. Um, guys, have you ever used ozone in any of your cocktails? Or do you ever use ozone? Um, we would use it. We haven't used it in our office. Um, our mentors did use it, though, so we've seen it used quite a bit. It's another certification that we just, you know, we're new in practice. We just haven't got around to it. Um, our one mentor we've had since first year, he uses it and loves it and um, it's definitely an area that we're going to get into eventually. We're just not quite there yet. Okay, no worries. And I was just, and I was also going to mention this one of the topic, or that, like from that sort of um, thing, you might have been the same answer. And that was stem cell injections. You ever, ever heard or used them? We have heard of them, and we have not used them. Same thing. Um, there's there's some restrictions up in Canada on them. I know in the states, um, it was more in our scope of practice so it's something that was coming to Canada and then got kind of halted on so we're not exactly we don't exactly know where they stand on it at this point um, which is why we haven't started looking into the certification for that one as well um, but I've heard great things about that as well yeah can you just 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 so the audience know just so that they hear about it what what is the theory behind stem cell injections so it's similar to the PRP, except for you're actually using those stem cells as your injection. So again, it's it's creating that healing cascade. So it's I don't I don't know if it's a step above PRP. I'm not sure where it falls on the spectrum, but it's just another route to go. No, awesome because uh, yeah, it's it's weird that they would allow PRP and then not stem cell injections and things like that. Because people, I mean, how how long have you guys been given prototherapy and PRP injections, for example? How have we been given them? How long have you been to work? I mean, you, I know you, I know you, um, you said 2016, but don't know how, long, how many years before that you practiced giving them. How long, how long was that? I think we started doing them in second year um, of medical school. So since 2013 or 14. Okay, because a lot of people wouldn't have really even heard about them, but they've been around, prototherapy has been around for 100, like 100 years, correct? Yeah, been around for a while. It's yeah, been for a long time. So, so why do you why do you think it's it's not been mainstream? Why do you think it's been sort of kept under the surface? Um, I think it's probably more to do with the fact that it's kind of under the scope of naturopathic medicine at that point, which in general um, is obviously not as mainstream as your conventional medicine. Um, so people just don't know about it. And I would say that we're gaining a lot of momentum. I think Annie and I graduated at the perfect time because uh, this field is growing so quickly. But I think it's just that it's it's not talked about enough. You know, everyone goes, I just feel like there's a massive gap in the pain management um spectrum going from you know icing your foot to all of a sudden surgery there really just isn't that bridge that people know about um which in my mind is the prolotherapy and prp it's just it's not talked about enough yeah i mean i know when i mention it people look at me like i'm an alien yeah if you get the reaction you work in it so i'm like 
I was just talking to my uh, my friend, and I was like, "Yeah, I've got interviewed these two two um, doctors from from Canada, and we're going to be talking talking about prototherapy." And he's like, "I said it'd be really interesting for you because you've got a shoulder injury." He's like, "What's that?" And I was just, and he's looked at me like I was when I was trying to explain to him. He looked at me like I was nuts, and I was like, "Yeah, that's generally the reaction I get." But I said, "Look into it. It's really interesting." And listen to the interview because I think it's something that a lot more people need to be made aware of. It's, I think it's very similar to a lot of. You say you give your guys diets as well. If they come into you, you need them to be eating well before you do these sort of things. Um, it's, it's the same with a lot of natural health sort of um, principles. You, you need people to, to be healthy internally anyway. I mean, someone, people that come to you that are, are generally quite healthy, you're going to see them heal probably quicker than others. Would, would that be fair to say? Yeah, it's very fair definitely, to say, yeah. Yeah, and would they probably be um, less prone to getting injured? Yeah, of course. We always say you're only as good as your blood. I mean, that's the main solution flowing through your body. It, it's part of every single um, mechanism that's going on. So you need to really have that foundation um, for basically everything in your body. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. So guys, I mean, if it's something you definitely want to look into, anyone who's, who's out there with any sort of chronic injuries um, or acute injuries as well, and they've been going for time they don't want to get surgery i think this is something that people need to look into and it's something that needs to be talked about uh, far more so i want to get you you guys on the show because it's it's just really not talked about that much at all and i think a lot of people well, this would be completely new to i'd say 99.9 percent .9 of the people uh, in the uk I, I don't know anyone who's had prototherapy um and if anything happened to me it'll be the first first port of call that i go to right now i wouldn't be looking at any surgery i mean last time i actually had knee injury uh, i didn't take any any painkillers or anything i was just very uh, stubborn about it i was like no i'm not doing it and I, and i just sort of rehabbed myself naturally i didn't take anything very much like you like you said um didn't go and get any um it was quite bad actually it was swollen up i was out of, the, out of action for about eight weeks but it took time and um it, it hurt to begin with but got through it completely naturally rather than just rushing off taking loads of painkillers and I 100% um, I've torn my meniscus before don't I see before it's not not fun but my meniscus if I'd done that again I it was something I wouldn't have um, gone and had surgery on 100% um, because once you have these once for example and it, do, you, do you see people that have had knee surgery already and they're coming to you for a different for a different alternative um Yes. Yeah. In school, I did. I had quite a few patients that were like that. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that yet. I've had people kind of ask if that's the route that they should go. Um, and I always say, let's try this first, because we mentioned before, there's very few downsides to it. So it's not going to hurt to to just try. So that's usually my line of thought. Um, and I think people want to avoid surgery. So if they can, they're going to they're going to give it a shot at the very least. Yeah, that, that's what I'd, I'd say, guys. At the end of the day, this is something that um, you said, uh, you, the only uh, downside you said, uh, Annie, was you might get an infection um, for a needle, but you might get an infection if you're in the operating theatre, right? And you're being cut open. It's a lot more, yeah. it's a lot more chance of you probably getting an infection there. Uh, and also you don't get your whole gut flora wiped out um, with anaesthetic and... Um, Hopefully you don't have to be, or you won't be in the boot or cast. So, I mean, anything else you guys would like to add about um, prototherapy, PRP injections for the audience out there? 
Um, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot today. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, did. we did cover. We did cover a lot. Yeah, no, that's awesome, guys. Um, so, just want to say, so anyone who wants to get in contact with you guys, is your website the best place to go? Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 So that's baywellnesscenter.com, correct? Yeah. Centers re. Sometimes people get confused with that. Maybe not in the UK, but definitely in the States, they do. Yeah. So. C e n t r e dot com. Yeah. Baywellnesscenter.com. and you've got obviously you've got an Instagram page as well. What is the handle for that? Um, baywellnessnd. Baywellnessnd, and guys can find you on Facebook as well. Correct. Yeah. And that's the same. Wellness. Brilliant. Well, guys, thanks a lot for coming on. Um, as as always, any questions we've got, um, send them in to me, and I can get them over to the girls, and they can probably answer them. But if you do want to find out more, head on over to www.baywellnesscenter.com, and all all the questions will be answered there. But thanks very much for coming on, guys. It's a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. So, guys, that was episode 24 with the girls from the Bay Wellness Center. And as I said before, you can head on over to baywellnesscenter.com and find all um, all about them and what they offer. And they, as I said before, they can, uh, if you're looking for not just prolotherapy or PRP, they can help with all sorts of issues. And um, they've got a good website there. And they've got a really good thing. And I can tell, tell you this area of prolotherapy and, and PRP is going to get um, more and more traction as it goes on. I know that athletes are now talking about it. Even Joe Rogan on his podcast talking about it, um, especially with these MMA fighters and different athletes are using it. Because it doesn't require major surgery. It doesn't require you to be out for months and months. And you're you're actually affecting the 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 site of the injury, um, and and tapping into your own as I said before your your individual healing system. Um, it's like rebooting your internal computer, and you're re- releasing your own growth factors. And I'm guessing you guys have learned a lot from that episode because not many people are talking about this. It's something that needs needs more and more uh, exposure because it's it's a great way of of healing the body and just getting the body to, to do its own work rather than going in there, obviously, uh, incising, cutting, and lots of information, taking anaesthetic, which wipes out your gut flora and it causes a whole host of issues. But it's a great, it's a great, um, it, it's another great way of dealing with, with these issues and injuries. And also, as I said before, if you're looking at whole wellness and whole, whole health, then people don't want to be going under uh, anesthetic really um, as much it'd be, as much as you can avoid that 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 hopefully will just be for um, life saving injuries or etc but the, the more you can avoid it the better in my opinion um, so something like PRP um, and prolotherapy and then you're even looking at stem cells which is what we're going to get into but the more we find out about that we'll get an interview on that and we really dive into that because that's the next the next big thing Um but guys, it was a great interview. I mean, I hope any questions you've got, send them over to the girls or send them to me and, and we can have a little chat uh, and we'll, we'll just answer them for you. But it really did did um, hopefully open your eyes or even open, open you up to just a completely new area of healing and health, especially when it comes to acute injuries like that. Um, otherwise, guys, next week we have got a great interview with Dr. Deborah Davis all about mobile or the truth behind mobile radiation and 
wireless Wi-Fi and the scary the scary truth about that and how it's affecting the human body and what it's causing. Um, as always, guys, as I said before in the episode, if you've got any chronic issue and you're dealing with gut issues, skin issues, adrenal problems, thyroid issues, whatever it is, um, then head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and get involved in our free four-day mini course. It's just going to teach you anything you need to know to get over your problems, why you've got them, um, and what you can do about them. And then at the end, if you feel like you need a bit more help, then we're here for you. But it's a free four-day course. People are getting great, great results from it, and we're getting great reviews from it. So that's there. Also, the store's coming very soon where I'll be having lots of stuff on the site which we recommend once again i wouldn't ever tell you guys to take anything that i wouldn't take myself or give to my family everything i will be promoting will be of of the highest quality and stuff that i take myself um no synthetic toxic rubbish here this is just uh, the best on the planet it's what we do um it can't be can't be losing any integrity over that and also uh, just want to say you can find us at, on Instagram at revive underscore yourself dot co um, which we always have lots of little memes going on and just different 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 messages out for the day and we're at uh, Facebook um, at pretty sure it's revive yourself forward slash natural health and let's have a quick look at that actually let's have a little look for you guys just to make sure I'm giving you the right the right site um because I don't want you guys to go to the to the wrong site, do I? Yeah, if you go to www.facebook.com forward slash revive natural health, that's the page there. And obviously on there, we put all of our stuff um, on there, all, all of my messages on there, all of the podcast episodes so you won't miss a thing. And obviously I post all the inf- interesting information that comes up. And um, obviously I've got my personal page, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash ryan.martin. Um, picture of the Revive Yourself symbol, me having a smoothie, as you know, if you listen to the show. But anyway, guys, got some big episodes coming up. Um, really getting, really trying to get some phenomenal guests on for you because I know you guys have been loving it, been getting some great feedback about this. Um, and so just keep doing what you can do for your health. If you've got a chronic issue, as I say, then head on over to www.reviveyourself.co for that four-day free mini course. It's going to change your perspective. It's going to really give you an eye-opening experience, and it's just going to teach you everything you need to know. Otherwise, guys, that's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'll catch you on the other side. Stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.